Good morning. My name is Jan Pringle. I'm on the staff team at St. Paul's, and it's great to be with you this morning. So today, of course, is Remembrance Sunday, and it's always quite a poignant day, particularly for those who might have been involved in any sort of conflict or those who remember loved ones who have been. And perhaps this year, it's even more significant than ever as we look back over the shadows cast over the last few months by the COVID pandemic. As well as remembering those who've given their lives in conflict, I'm sure some of us will be remembering those we've lost to the virus. And of course, we'll be giving thanks for those who put themselves on a very different kind of front line this year. It's certainly not going to be a year that we can easily forget. War often brings out the best in people. We hear of people making heroic sacrifices, putting their own lives at risk for the sake of others. Like these four men, uh, they were called George Fox, Alexander Good, Clark Poling, and John Washington, and they became known as the Four Chaplains. They first met when they were all at the Army Chaplaincy School at Harvard University, and uh, they came from very different faiths and backgrounds. One was a Catholic priest, one was a Methodist minister, one was a rabbi, and one was ordained in the Reformed Church in America. And in February of 1943, they found themselves on board the Dorchester. That was a converted cruise ship that was being used to transport troops. And on this occasion, it was going from Newfoundland to Greenland. And on the evening of the 2nd of February, the boat was struck by a, a, a torpedo from a German U-boat and it quickly began to sink. Uh, people who survived that night later talked about the extraordinary courage that these men had shown. They gave up their own life jackets to other people. They refused to abandon the ship. Uh, they were looking after those who were wounded. They were offering spiritual support to those who couldn't get off the boat. And right to the end, people remembered seeing them arm in arm, praying out loud as the boat sank beneath the waves. And quite rightly, their sacrifice has been remembered. They've been commemorated in postage stamps in America. There have been statues erected to them. It's right that we remember people who make sacrifices like that. And it's not just in wartime that people make sacrifices. This is the pretty village of Eam in Derbyshire. And the rather gruesome skull and crossbones that seem so out of place there actually commemorates a heroic sacrifice, this time made by a whole village. In 1665, plague was sweeping across England and, in fact, over most of Europe. And it's thought that in the summer of that year, a bale of cloth was delivered to Eam from London. And unfortunately, in that bale of cloth were plague-carrying fleas. So the tailor who took delivery of the cloth was the first one to be infected. But over the next few months... 42 other people died from the plague. And by the end of the year, 
most of the people in the village were packing up and uh, preparing to go as far away as possible so that they wouldn't risk being infected. And it was at that point that the vicar of the village church, William Mompesson, managed to somehow persuade the entire village that instead of escaping, they should all quarantine themselves in the village uh, to avoid spreading the infection to all the surrounding towns and villages. Now, that was a real, genuine sacrifice. Over the next few months, 260 people died from the plague. And that was in a village of only around 800 people. Every family in the village was affected. And it's right that they too should be commemorated, which of course they are by memorials like this in the village. And in the current pandemic, we've seen again examples of heroic sacrifices by uh, frontline workers like medical staff and carers and other essential workers, making sacrifices for the sake of others. Some of the medical staff have had to separate themselves from their families for weeks at a time in order to protect them. Others have sadly, of course, paid with their lives for putting themselves in that risky situation. And it's not just the medical staff. I heard recently about one elderly lady who a few months ago, when you'll remember ventilators were in such short supply, refused to have treatment on a ventilator. She said she'd had a good life herself and she wanted somebody younger to have the benefit of that treatment. And she too, sadly, paid with her life. And I think it's right that we remember these people too. Of course, a few months ago, we were all coming out to our, our doors and windows on Thursday evenings to clap for all these essential workers. But I hope that we'll remember what they did for a long time to come. Memory is a great gift. Recently, Facebook has been reminding me of a wonderful holiday that Graham and I went on in October last year. We went to America. It was a holiday we'd been planning for years and saving up for for years. And it's been lovely to be reminded of those memories, uh, especially this year when we can't go very far at all. And we've probably all got our share of good memories that we treasure. Holidays, family occasions, things that we've enjoyed doing with our friends. But of course, we'll each have our share of sad and painful memories too. Memories of losing people that we've loved. Uh, maybe of illness, of the breakdown in relationships or of tragic world events. But even painful memories can be helpful sometimes. Um, I recently uh, broke my wrist, as you can probably tell from this. And um, it's uh, getting much better, but it is still quite painful at times. And usually that's when I'm trying to do something that I perhaps shouldn't be doing just yet. It's a useful reminder to me to, uh, to be a bit more careful. And likewise, in some cases, sad and painful memories can help us to avoid making mistakes that we've made in the past. So, for instance, memories of the horrors of war can encourage us to look for more peaceful solutions. 
Some memories, of course, some painful memories stay with us all too clearly, but others are far too easy to forget. And so Remembrance Day is a really good reminder for us to think back on those sad times. Well, the Bible is a great source of memories, memories of the way that God has cared for his people throughout the generations. We see lots of stories in the Bible of God rescuing people from different situations, of God blessing people in different ways. Last year, some of us in church did the Bible course, and in that we saw how God had been at work caring for his people right from the days of the patriarchs, from Abraham and Isaac and Joseph, through the times of the kings and the prophets, and right through Jewish history. And then, of course, in the New Testament, we see the ultimate sacrifice which Jesus made and which God made by sending his son Jesus to die for us and, be res- and so that we could be restored to him. And the Gospels show all too clearly just how painful it was for Jesus to face that cruel death. And we can only imagine how painful it was for God the Father to see his son suffering in that way. But the Bible isn't just a book of memories. It also contains lots of great advice and rules about how we should live today. And the rules that it gives us aren't so that uh, it takes all the fun and the joy out of life. In fact, quite the contrary. Uh, It's so that we can live life in all its fullness. In John chapter 10, when Jesus was talking about being a good shepherd to his sheep, he talks about the kind of life he wants his followers to have. I have come, he says, that they may have life and that they may have it abundantly. Life does work better when we follow rules. Just like in a game of football, it's much better if if there are rules to follow. We can imagine the chaos there would be on the pitch if there were no rules. And as we look at the chaos and the suffering in the world around us, I think that that's at least partly because we have ignored or we've forgotten the rules that God has given us. So Jesus made it very simple for us. He gave us two ultimate rules uh, that we should live by. And we heard those in our reading this morning. And the first of those rules was, love your God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Can we just take a moment now to think about how we're doing with that rule? I know that worship at the moment is very different to what we're used to. Most of us are worshipping perhaps online or by watching television. Even those of us who have been able to gather here in the last few weeks, it's been very different. We've not been able to sing. We've had to stay well apart from each other. But are we really engaging with worship when it's online or on the television? Or are we perhaps sitting back and experiencing it more almost as entertainment? I've talked to several people in the last few days who've told me how they're struggling 
to establish their own personal quiet times with God at the moment. Perhaps they had a routine at one point, but lockdown has thrown everything awry. Or perhaps they've never had that sort of routine and they're finding it hard to establish one. Are we making time to be with God? Are we making time for prayer and for Bible study? Are we turning to God when we've got difficult decisions to make or when we're finding life hard or overwhelming? Are we thanking God for the good things that we can still enjoy in life? And are we saying sorry to God for the ways in which we let him down? The second rule that Jesus gave us was to love your neighbor as yourself. And I wonder how we're doing with that rule. At the moment, we're all being asked to make sacrifices for the greater good. Perhaps uh, staying away from our families, perhaps not being able to socialize with friends. And for some people, uh, the very real sacrifice of being on the front line in some way. And I wonder, are we doing those things in a spirit of loving our neighbor? Or are we perhaps doing some of them a bit resentfully? Are we reaching out to those who are struggling? Or are we putting ourselves first? We should look after ourselves. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. It's right that we should look after ourselves. But we also need to look beyond ourselves to the needs of other people. I'm really challenged by these questions. Like most of us, I get tired, I get fed up by the restrictions. I get a bit cross when the rules seem to be unfair or inconsistent. I don't always make the time for God that I should do. I don't always engage fully with worship when it's online. But these rules just remind me where my priorities need to be. The world, of course, is a very confusing and difficult place at the moment. And there are difficult decisions that need to be made by our leaders. And sometimes we need to make difficult decisions ourselves too. And these two rules, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself are great guiding principles to go by. So, this Remembrance Sunday, let's remember with thanks those who have given their lives in the past and made sacrifices in times of war and tragedy. Let's also remember this year those who have made sacrifices in the current coronavirus pandemic and give thanks for what they have done. Most of all, let's remember and let's give thanks for the supreme sacrifice that Jesus made by dying for us. And in response to that, let's remember to live our lives according to the rules that he gave us. Shall we just pray? Father, we do give thanks for all those who have made sacrifices on behalf of others in wartime, in times of national tragedy, 
and in the current pandemic. We remember those who've given their lives and we give thanks for their sacrifices. And we give thanks to you for the sacrifice that you made in sending your son to die for us. Help us to remember the rules that you gave us. Show us the ways in which we're not loving you with all our heart, mind, and soul. Show us the ways in which we're not loving our neighbors as ourselves. Be with us as we wrestle with decisions we need to make, as we work through our feelings about this second lockdown. We ask you to be really close to us and help us to hold on to you. In Jesus' name, amen.